If you're looking to save some money on your wireless plan, take a look at Visible Wireless. They're a transparent wireless carrier with nothing to hide. If you haven't heard of Visible, well, now you have. They're the wireless carrier that's making wireless visible. It's in the name. Switch to Visible where you can get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon for just 25 bucks a month, taxes and fees included. One-line wireless, just 25 bucks a month with taxes and fees included. That's unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. Switch now at Visible.com. You shouldn't judge a book by its cover, but you can judge a company by its name. Like Visible, the wireless company making wireless visible. Monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Welcome, friends. We're back for me three. This is Unlock, the world's number one Xbox show right here at IGN, back in the studio in San Francisco. So much to recap from Xbox's phenomenal E3. Some of the topics we'll be covering, uh, you can guess, Halo Infinite. It's going to be a big point of discussion. Microsoft's first-party studio shopping spree. We'll get into all that. <laughs> uh, plus, Phil Spencer's straight-up admission of development of the next-generation Xbox console. There are a lot of implications to be discussed there. Plus, Gears of War showed up big time at E3. There is, there's a lot to, uh, to talk about there, a lot of enthusiasm to be had. Plus, our hands-on impressions of so many big Xbox uh, One titles, Forza Horizon 4, Ori and the Will of the Wisps, uh, Tunic, etc., etc. Plus, some of the other third-party announcements that made their way onto the Xbox stage as well, including a one Cyberpunk 2077 that was the talk of the show. So, uh, that is a lot. I'm Ryan McCaffrey. That's Miranda Sanchez. Hello. Alana Pierce. Brandon Tyrell. Hi. Good to be back with you guys. <laughs> soft. Come on, dial it up, Brandon. How are you? Yeah. Find it. Dig deep. Xbox. <laughs> but uh, yeah, E3 is over. We made it. Uh, <laughs> we made it. We made it. We We're alive. Across the finish line. I have to say, this uh. was a uh, this was a great E3, and not yeah. just yeah. for Xbox. Um, there were so many good games. There there were very few games that even disappointed me yeah yeah there were a couple but i mean it was mostly like holy crap this was really good and this was really good and these were all so great yeah even out, I, even outside the like you were saying even outside the xbox ecosystem like everywhere you turned it was like oh i'm interested in this you know yeah i yeah. did want to say i do also think this is one of xbox's best press conferences in a long time oh, we'll maybe, get to that. i thought it was amazing maybe we'll ever that in a minute. maybe yeah. ever we we had a long conversation yeah. about this I do agree completely. Yeah. Uh, it, it may have been the best overall showing they had at when when you know I don't want to get too hyperbolic here, but when kind of their backs were against the wall, really, right? As far as the whole first party thing, just has been grading on them and grading on them from a sort of a public perception standpoint. And boy, did they need it! Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, we had uh, it was great to meet a lot of awesome unlocked fans down there. Yeah, yeah. number of uh, plenty of. Uh, fantastic people came up and said hello to me and this was this was the most public e3 that certainly xbox has ever done uh they've been doing the fan fest thing for a little while but you know they had their own separate space right next to the convention center there at the microsoft theater at la live there were fans just there playing games all week that they had it set up right on the stage Mm -hmm. 
Everybody during the press conference, <laughs> everybody was like, well, there's going to be some sort of battle royale. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's what everyone we all was like, oh, man, man. And then like, no, that's just for after. Like, that's just the okay. That Halo battle royale that we were all speculating about before, uh, before yeah. E3. We were like, well, there it is, guys. It's going to happen. And then they started playing Forza on it. And I was like, okay, interesting. <laughs> yeah. Turns out Versus just like after headed. the show, we went over there and just played on stage. Yep. Which yeah. Which is yeah. pretty great. It's cool. And that whole venue, like the Microsoft Theater was awesome. I was there. Yes. Every single day, um, I went to the I showcase. Couldn't get in. The oh, line was too long. It was really long. Yeah, um, but the showcase was great. And then at some point, they moved it off the stage and downstairs, and they had like a Sea of Thieves tavern with a oh, Sea neat. of Thieves band playing, uh, and just like there were a ton of fans. The lines were super long. There was a lot of interest, but it was a cool, a really cool venue. I want to salute Microsoft as well. At one point, when I was walking into the theater in the middle of the afternoon for, uh, I think it was for my Forza Horizon Four. Yeah. Behind closed doors appointment, uh, Ralph Fulton walked walked me through uh, uh, some interesting demo stuff. And, well, I, we'll get to that game in a second, but oh god, how <laughs> how is it that good every yeah. time? See, how do they keep doing that? I, I interviewed him on the live show, <gasps> like Ralph specifically, and was like, "Do you guys have this worry that you've peaked, and that how do you make it better?" And he's like, "Yeah." <laughs> <laughs> every well, every game is imposter syndrome. Yeah. The game yeah. <laughs> they're still going, but uh, yeah. That's anyway, yeah, I walked when I was on my way into the appointment. It was hot, like it was eighty. 80 to 82 like all week in LA or you know pretty warm pretty nice. and to Microsoft's credit uh the line outside they were they actually had a ton of umbrellas oh they yeah were handing out to people to just block the sun a little bit and uh so kudos cool. to Microsoft really for thoughtful. taking care of their fans on that so all right let's uh by the way if I'm talking louder than usual <laughs> I apologize my ear infection is still I can't I've got like, oh. like 50% out of here so I'm doing like the old man screaming on an accident okay. more good yeah, okay projecting um yeah. yeah that's I mean I'm loud anyway but just wanted to pre-apologize <laughs> for right. that. let's talk about e3 yeah uh, and Microsoft had a hell of a briefing I, I don't know where you guys want to start I mean I think I think I Halo, think we got to start a Halo. Halo is good one probably the the first place to start um Alana we've we were hoping for a teaser and we got it. Mm. It, was, it. It was just as much information as I expected, I think. Yeah. First up, it looks gorgeous. Um, it looks way more realistic than normal. It, it seems like they've gone with a, like you know that wilderness yeah. aspect. It looks very different. It didn't look like Halo. New engine. I know. Clips. When New engine. Like, right, I was just like, wow, there's so much wildlife, question mark? Like, yeah. what yeah. is this? And I was like, oh. That's like clearly okay. a campfire that we're seeing the light from and all of this ancient languages. It just, it it's uh, it's really pretty. I have no mm. idea what to expect, yeah. but I guess it's funny because technically Halo 6 did not get confirmed or teased. It's yes, Halo it, Infinite. Well, they yeah. it did say in a, in a, in a blog a post on Waypoint, Halo it's Halo 6. They're yeah, moving away from numbered sequels, both to, you know, like move the series in a new direction and also give like new fans a starting point where they don't feel like they're six games behind. Yeah, I also yeah. think like seeing the number like Halo Seven, if if you'd be like, oh, that's just fatigue. Like yeah. I don't want to have to play right. some of those. Yeah, and, I guess it w- the the handful of series that are still putting big numbers at the end of their game titles, Final Fantasy and Grand Theft Auto are the two that come immediately to mind. Those are series where there is no narrative connective tissue between mm-hmm. any of them you know other than like final fantasy 13 2 cool. kind of stuff but but halo has that and so it you're right it does make a lot of sense to not um immediately 
give people anxiety about missing the previous five Halo yeah, games. Totally fine with that. I love that you can see the warthog in the reflection of it. Yes, mm-hmm. so nice. And I mean, you I can see details here. You can see it right there. They talked about going with a different art design, something a little more simple and clean. And I think it shows. I mean, Master Chief's armor. A lot of people are saying that's a throwback to like the original Mjolnir armor from Halo One. Um, I'm Art not five. I, I have. Believe. I haven't thrown. I, I mean, I haven't done side by side looks at them yet. Yeah. But like, it does look cleaner. It does look, uh, you know, simple, more approachable. It's not all the crazy stuff. You know, the recon helmets and the mm-hmm. the uh, Hayabusa helmet. Yeah, Hayabusa helmet. Thank yeah. you. I mean, like, just the whole infinite teaser is so evocative of um, Halo Combat Evolved. Like that's just yeah. watching through it. It feels yeah. like you're seeing Halo for the first Very time. Very by design, yeah. no doubt. And so it's like, I get, I get that. It's like the rebirth of Master Chief and just focusing back on him and getting yeah. back to that story, making it very, very clear that's what they want to do with this one. Yeah. And that's what we predicted. We predicted we were going to get a, a very Chief-centric Halo game and step back away from Locke and you know the rest of it and refocus on what you know fans of that series have really fallen in love with, which is the characters. You know? Yeah. yeah. Um, what do you guys think we'll get in terms of release date? Well, that's the thing. We saw – so with, with Gears, which we'll talk about in a little while – we got 2019 for that with Ori. We got 2019 for that. Um, Dude, next year's gonna be insane. And but I'm already tied for next year <laughs> with Infinite. We got nothing. Yeah. So 2020. But there's a lot of little connective threads uh, as far as timing for this goes. Having so to do with maybe uh, yeah. another Xbox. And- Frank O'Connor did follow up and say, "Hey, no, this is being this is going to be on Xbox One and." Um, I believe him. I don't think he's lying, obviously. Right. However, I really believe if because if it was 2019, I think they would have put 2019 on it. Okay, Therefore, I, I don't think it's 2019. And doesn't and, part of the like ecosystem plan mean that every new game that comes out is going to be on Xbox? Yes. One? Yeah, so everyone's saying, <laughs> yes. well, it will be on current gen. Was like, well, yes, it doesn't mean it won't also be yeah. on next gen. Right. Yeah. yeah, I I do believe, uh, and we'll talk more about this in a minute. But I I think this is going to be a a premiere. I guess launch title in whatever that means anymore because sure. of this right. backwards and forwards compatibility i think this is going to be the the key day one title for scarlet to the yeah. next generation xbox which we'll talk about soon i'm cool with that i'm like Me cool too. with having a little bit of I, a wait yeah i love that honestly yeah. like that's when i got my switch and had breath of the wild on there it's like that was the perfect pairing right yeah just like so soon just yeah. to have those together well and what's interesting is uh you know yeah the, the xbox one's problems can't be blamed on halo i mean master chief collection had had a lot of issues of its own and didn't didn't do still love the monster yeah still, I mean, it, it just hurts it to think about that sometimes it does yeah. it's a, it's a sore spot but my i guess my point is that um the only xbox to launch with a halo game was the original xbox mm. 360 didn't launch with halo 3 it was oh, yeah. 07 right? xbox one didn't launch with halo 5 or master mm-hmm. chief collection for sure. that matter so it, Master chief collection was pretty close after the launch though right uh no it was, it was fall it was a year later oh, 14 one year later yes back. uh like december right no not december it, i don't recall quite which month i think it might have been october or something oh. in 2014 i'd have to go back and look it up but um yeah i mean if you're as Miranda, you pointed out, clearly evoking Halo 1 vibes from this new art style, this new art direction, which they talked about more in that in that the Waypoint blog piece, post. Yeah. Like, hey, we got a new art direction. We're changing up the look of Halo. for Set on a Halo, yeah, seemingly. Right, for the first time <laughs> in a little while. Halo Zeta, I think it is. Installation 7, seven. I want to yeah. say. Yeah. Uh, so it makes a lot of sense. Like, okay, if we're kind of bringing it back, trying to trying – to, 
change things and and go back to the feel and the and the success of Halo One. Like, yeah, launch launch the damn console with it. I mean, we've <laughs> talked so much about there there isn't a a hard generational reset anymore, but Microsoft, you know, they're this generation's. Uh, it's over for them in the market share sense. I'm sure. not saying Xbox One isn't successful. It's it's successful, absolutely. But in the, their market share compared to Sony is nowhere near what it was the last generation. The only way to fix that is to move into the new generation. And what better way to kick off your next generation than by doing a yeah. pulling a breath of the wild get those yeah. heavy hitters out right and, away mm-hmm. create that excitement right yes. like there's nothing more exciting than getting that big franchise title day one with your new where you've got it like crap okay yeah it'll, it would run on a xbox one but yeah. I, I need to get the scarlet for this thing yeah i'm definitely that person that box. what about on. rise 2 what about it's, Fusion <laughs> Frenzy? Oh my no, god! No. no, seriously, that is like I want to do like a wish list thing. It's like please just launch with a new Fusion Frenzy if they're going to do it. That's when they're going to do it. It's available on backwards compatibility right now. I so. know, but I want a new one it or is. just the same one but nicer. But here's Fusion the other- Frenzy, not Fusion Frenzy. Yeah. No, <laughs> oh. Not Frenzy. Yeah. Oh. Oh. Uh, here's the other thing I want to talk about Halo. Yeah. Um, with regard to Halo, is that. They made mention again in that follow-up piece that it's it's moving Halo and the franchise in a new direction, and there were quite a few quotes about you know games as services, a digital first sort of representation, and uh, seemingly Aaron Greenberg has said that you know that is something that they are taking into account for Halo. So new engine, new Halo game. What do you think that new direction is going to be? And and for me, the first thing that pops up is sort of a platform for future Halo stories or future Halo multiplayer. Ryan and I, you, uh, we, we had a brief conversation about Halo 5 multiplayer ain't broke. Why fix it, right? Correct. Mm-hmm. However, you are moving to a new engine now, so you do have to rebuild that multiplayer from True. the ground up. So Good point. Is Halo Infinite now the, the foundation for what Halo multiplayer for the next generation is going to be? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, I would not. Well, be we, su- we solved that one. <laughs> yeah, all right. I mean, I, on. Thanks for tuning in. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised at all if if some of those if it ain't broke don't fix it halo 5 multiplayer mechanics yeah. get very much put straight into slip space and and i totally and agree i mean they've done the you design know, the, the spartan they've, moves yep. uh you know the uh, and it just the the feel of of the game yeah. uh, obviously we'll get all new maps um i got to imagine there's going to be I mean, like you said, they've done the design. The theory is done, right? Multiplayer, yeah. they have the multiplayer component. That ing- those that recipe is all the ingredients are there. Um, so, what can you do with a new engine, uh, hard, more hardware, you know, better boxes? I got to imagine there's a big, big team battle somewhere in the car. Kind of what I think too. Forward. Yeah, just make everything bigger. Yeah, 64 player Halo. I mean, Warzone well, has shown us that more they detail can detail and levels. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I, absolutely right. Like banshees are going to look better. Yeah. Uh, ghosts are going to shoot. Yeah, obvious things, I think. Like prettier plasma bolts. Um, But I got to imagine that there's going to be some sort of like scope increase in multiplayer. At least. At least multiplayer. You know? Yeah, and that was really the one big team battle, which has been, I mean, it's my favorite mode in Halo. Same thing. And that was the one area that was, I don't know, for lack of a better term, this may come off a little strong, but kind of neglected at the launch of Halo 5. In, they focused on arena multiplayer mm-hmm. uh, and Warzone, and, Warzone. With, and sort of left the big team battle in between out of things. They've since added some big team stuff, but it's not... It's When you think of big team battle, you don't th- think of Halo 5. You think right. of 1, 2, or 3. Yeah. 
Um, but yeah, I, I could totally see Big Team Battle making a, a glorious comeback. Imagine and, when it comes and, to games as services, it'll just be more of the rec system, but just sort of updated. So, you know, they, they need to have microtransactions. That's the way the business is moving right now. So I understand why that would happen, but I imagine it's just like refining that system, which even now most people seem to be happy with that. Yes. Yeah. But Halo does it right. I think so, too. See, I'm, yeah. I'm going to dare to dream here. Please. And I'm going to say that whatever that next logical step after Warzone is, which is sort of a seamless kind of PvP, PvE experience, like take that and put it on a map. So maybe you get something where you have a, for lack of a better comparison, like a Destiny recon free play sort of thing in, in a map. And then you get into emergent PvP fights with people. You have PvE stuff. I don't think that's going to be the focus of the game, but I could definitely see some sort of mode that like allows you to emergently uh, interact with other, you know, Spartans out there and allow you to like group up and, and fight, you know, yeah, make packs, fire teams. Of, packs of hunters and stuff like right. that. Yeah. yeah. I'm also interested to see how they expand Forge. Like yes. What kind of modes are going to have Great for that point. And how much more complexity they'll add. Yeah. I mean, we'll have all these like uh, kind of game creation games existing like with Dreams and all those other ones that have come out recently. And I think it'd be very cool to see them implement even more. Yeah, I, I man, Forge was so great and something they always do so well. Mm-hmm. And I can't wait to see what happens when you get those that new hardware and you get that new engine. And I got to imagine, I mean, they're really good with community interaction. So I have to imagine that they're they're looking at whatever Halo Infinite is as a platform for user-generated content to yes. just super shine, you know? I mean, Red vs. Blue is the longest-running web series ever made. <laughs> it's like stuff like that. Like maybe they facilitate that kind of thing more, maybe. That a camera, like I don't know. Yeah, is Homestar Runner not still a thing? <laughs> like, is it that shut down? <laughs> I don't even know what that is. Uh, okay, well, fair <laughs> yeah, enough. <laughs> lots of really great potential for Halo Infinite. Yeah, I had to say, I I didn't, I had no idea what, if anything, we were going to get uh, for a Halo Six teaser. But what we did get, it it really had a a profoundly positive impact on me because it it gave me that Halo One tone that they were clearly trying to make oh, everybody yeah. feel, and seeing slip space a new engine for halo as as a halo super fan who's played them all since they came out like yes brand new tech for halo gets me super fired up Mm -hmm. i love that i love see i want to see where where we're gonna go here i mean and we pet deer sorry i didn't mean to cut you off mystical (laughs) yeah like they all the this animals in here are, seems are like, like familiar, but just slightly different. Yeah, with well that, something different. That's what was always so great about the Halo series is that it had that sort of mysticism. Yes. And, right. It's and, familiar, but like I said, different. Yeah, and like you. It's great. But at this point, we know the secrets of the universe in the Halo series, mm-hmm. you know. But this makes me think, like, wow, there there are things to find here. I legit wonder if you'll be fighting like giant beasts of some kind i don't so that's that was my question too i don't know if this is indicative of sort of the story or narrative or plot or themes that they want to tackle in the game and more just like (laughs) you can see the hairs on this warthog's face you know (laughs) this is sort of a tech demo mashed up with some sort of narrative direction that they want to go i love this crash right here yeah Uh, but yeah they they were clear this none of this is from the game this was a game engine demonstration Uh, it's not to say we won't necessarily see maybe a, a bitter piece here and oh, there in the final not, game. Not to cut you off, but I have yeah. to real quick. Someone pointed out that this shot here, if you're watching like the six. video, oh, the looks like a six. Yeah. yeah. If you're, if, sorry, if you're listening on audio, it's just the part where the the They're walk- the soldiers, the uh, marines are walking through the, the arches. Those arches, yeah, yeah those, those fallen arches. arches. Um, I actually but, missed the warthog the first time until you oh, pointed it so out. Much. But yeah, I mean, uh, we're definitely going to be fighting. I, again, if if we're if we're picking up from the end of uh, 
five, which mm-hmm. in that blog post, three four three said we are. This is a continuation we, of that. We story. should be fighting Covenant for a uh, flood, flood, and Foreigners. Prometheans and the Prometheans. Prometheans. All everybody. Yeah, everybody. And there's still like, well, look to your point. There's still forerunner. I mean, that was all forerunner tech. Yep. And for the life of me, I've been trying to think. I haven't looked it up yet. I can't remember what those big forerunner pillars shooting blue stuff into the air does. Do you remember? They tackled it. And I yeah, can't, blanking out right. Uh, yeah, now. I can't put either. Me on the spot. Someone, someone will hit us up on Twitter. They look bad, and we appreciate it. So uh, I don't uh, know. Yeah. I, yeah, they they talked about it at one point. Great stuff from 343. Very exciting. We all think it's 2020. Yep. Whether it's aligned with a new console or not remains to be seen. But, uh, yeah, well, it's it's very exciting nevertheless. Great job to uh, Bonnie Ross, everybody at 343, for just doing accomplishing a whole lot with, with really Fair relatively enough. little. I mean, yeah. excellent yep. stuff. The only thing Halo thing I was surprised about was that we didn't get a mention about the Showtime Halo show apparently still in development. I think that makes sense, though. Like, obviously, Microsoft wanted to go with this with just games. Yeah, I think they've wanted to mention TV. A small (laughs) mention of other service things. That's fair. Yeah. Yeah. Let's not stay away from that. Was that two years ago where they were like, in a brand new miniseries? Yeah. Can I play it? And they're like, no, but you can watch it. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Uh, Let's talk about the five, not one, not, not just Playground, Five they new just studios. Kept, just kept announcing this things. Like what? Yeah. <laughs> so and another. I and predicted another. the initiative. I had no well, idea that they were going to yeah. come out with. Yeah. Yeah. We, you're right. We knew about the initiative just other than the name. Yeah. Uh, that's Daryl Gallagher's new studio down mm-hmm. in Santa Monica. The four A. The quadruple A. Quad A. Oh yes. <laughs> uh, and then of course the playground rumor, which we talked about just before we left Free Three. Yeah. How the uh, the there was. All the sort of, I guess, the, that that one legal counsel guy, whatever, no. had so that, that was all were true. Being printed. Undead yep. Labs isn't super surprising. Not either. at all. Nope, it's they are. Impulsion and Ninja Theory that got me. Yes. Yeah. So um, Playground that is official, though Alana, we did not get that Fable tease. I thought for sure. They even said they were working on something new. Yes, like something Phil, like never well, was like he, unheard of. Or, he even said open <laughs> world. Yeah. He said applying their open world expertise. So he I mean, said it without saying it. Yeah, but no. He said fable something thieves. that made me think maybe it's not fable. I don't know. Uh, it's it's fable. Yeah, I, think, I, <laughs> I remember that too. He did have a comment that made me think like, but what if it's not? Wink, it was wink. like something yeah. entirely new or something yeah. like that. That I'm just like, what? Is I mean, an open world fable is kind of. I mean, new IP new. is great, also. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. I'm still like, <laughs> yeah, sometimes it is nice to let people move on and try new things. But fable. But fable. Yeah, it's gonna it's gonna be fable. It's gonna be fun. So. <laughs> you don't buy playground just to make Forza Horizon and some random new thing. You well, buy it would be a new IP. I mean, you absolutely could. Well, yeah. Yeah. When, you, when you have the Fable IP that is just, there's still so much life left in it yeah. if handled properly. It's good. I mean, yeah, someone's got to work. Like, it's, it's a recognizable IP. Someone's got to be working on it. And of them here, I don't know what Ninja Theory is doing, but I don't think they're the fit Probably for that. not Fable. Um, they are British, though. Yeah, com- that's true. Com- so they're allowed. <laughs> yeah, they're. It's <laughs> it's just a nationality thing. Yeah, it, <laughs> it is. totally is. Uh, you it's know, oppressive. It's, you just like, have to be from the UK, like, or you can't make fable. Right. It's like how the the president of the United States has to be an American born citizen. You we don't allow. I do not know else. that. Yeah, really. Yeah. So it's the the developers of Fable must be of British. Yes, of British, of British descent. Descent. It is law. Lineage. It is in the Constitution. <laughs> uh, I mean, we know Undead is probably working on the next. Dave Decay already Almost certainly those guys. Yeah. They had a multi-game deal with Microsoft yep. before this this mm. acquisition. Class three, class four, <clears throat> excuse me, class five. Um, 
Compulsion finishing up. We happy few. Yes. So which really, is still being published by Gearbox. Yeah, interestingly interesting, enough. right? So we happy few is not going to be a console exclusive or anything like that. Yeah, it's only PS4. published by Gearbox. Yeah. Um, and it was banned in Australia. So. Oh, for the Drug drugs. Use. Yeah. It's the original fictional, was. It's fictional like, narcotics. Well, but it's, it's it's not like they're doing actual lines of coke. So the, the idea is that it's like the whole game is centered around drug use like that's the entire premise but when i was talking to them about <laughs> so it they silly. were like yeah but the point is that we take a stance against a drug <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> you know, like context doesn't matter i guess you yeah. mentioned a drug yeah. it's this is a brave new world dystopian pharmaceutical well that's sort of why experience. i think cyberpunk is going to be banned in australia there's a lot of drugs in that i mean we know a state of k1 was was a banned or did it get ao i can't remember but uh, no. they had they had amphetamines or something in there oh that yeah pop for health and the problem was is you get positive benefits for taking drugs yeah and that's why um, is it only if drugs are shown like a positive light is that no because you can't have drugs um it has to be fictional like or it can't like it can't feed into like an achievement system or like a huge benefit was left for dead allowed pills here and you're popping pills but i think it's like fine because it's like pills whereas yeah uh, morphine had to be changed to medx for fallout um just so that like it's not tied to a real thing Dead Dead Island was banned as well, wasn't it? Oh. No. Anyway, Dead Island. Anyway, we can we can do a whole episode on Australian game rankings, and game ratings, and <laughs> and legalese. But um, legalese, yeah. Ninja Theory was the one that really caught me off guard. That is an incredible I am studio. So weirdly proud of Microsoft for like buying or, or you know bringing that that developer under their wing because man, like having Hellblade. A, a developer with a pedigree to make Hellblade with the money of Microsoft behind them but is also an incredible enslaved. proposition. Like, I kind of want Enslaved well. too. Like the cliffhanger at the end of that game. Like, I don't know. I th- I'm good with oh, it. We don't know. <laughs> it's, one, it's, it's one of my top five games of the last generation for sure. But I'm, I'm happy with that story. You know, we don't It's know Journey if, to the uh, West. The end doesn't make any sense. <laughs> yeah, it does. It, in a weird sort of cryptic. I don't oh, want to spoil it because you guys there's, are, there's, there's you some guys live are action both, stuff. Uh, video game media professionals. We can ask and find out who owns oh. the enslaved IP, whether it's Ninja Theory point. themselves or Namco. I, bel- I yeah. believe it's Namco, but I'm not 100%. Right, we can is. find out. Yeah. But that would answer that question. But in any case, yeah. I mean, uh, if, if anybody hasn't watched, uh, I guess you'd have to just search it on YouTube now. Ninja Theory put out what I, what a, a video that I think is a must-watch for certainly any Xbox fan uh, oh, really any gamer right after the press conference. And it was this five minute video about why they decided to be acquired by, uh, by Microsoft. And, and it really, it's, it's, a uh, they don't go into huge depth on, on this, but you know, they it basically in a general overarching way that gets the point across very clearly is, Hey, we're a small team. We almost died a few times. Yeah, uh, Hellblade was, you know, like saved us, but you know, we're we're we have really no safety net because of the the way that how expensive it is to make games and like you know we're, our next game could be our last. But Microsoft, this deal allows us to have that safety net and and do our thing without having to worry about. Are we going to be open for business next yeah. year? Right. And some of the developers I talked to and just people working at these studios had pretty much the same sentiment of just being really excited to have that financial support there. Yeah. Like yeah. That freedom to just create what they want to do next um, without worry. Happy for them. Yeah. Very happy. Great. And, you know, I, I expect they're going to be 
I mean, they've said that they, all these studios will be given carte blanche to do whatever it is they want to do. Yeah. Uh, I actually got to sit down. I met in person for the first time Matt Booty, who is the new head of studios now. Uh, after this little bit of a, a reach, he'd been on. He'd been running uh, Minecraft. Yeah, the Minecraft business at Microsoft. You know, Phil is obviously head of Xbox. So, uh, yeah, meeting Matt was great. He was great to talk to, and and uh, that was actually one of my first questions for him. Is hey, you know, it, the previous regime here, the previous thinking at Microsoft has has clearly been aligned to single franchise studios, three four three coalition, turn ten. Um, are these new guys going to be just stuck into one thing? And he's like, nope, absolutely not. They're going to be, I'm paraphrasing obviously, but they're going to be doing what they want to do. I don't so. think that you would buy Compulsion on Ninja Theory if you didn't want weird creative stuff, exactly. right? Yeah, like you let them, yeah. Compulsion's game is so odd that it's like, why would you tie them to We Happy Few 2? It would just be such a weird thing to do. Yes, yeah. agree completely. Um, so yeah, just doubling of the portfolio studio-wise mm-hmm. overnight, uh, at least announcement as far as the announcement went. And, and yeah, I mean, it, this really, no, other than... We Happy Few, none of these games uh, are coming out anytime soon. Yep. Forza Horizon 4 was already, you know, already a thing. It's a long-term plan. Yeah, this is clearly a next-generation play, yep. uh, long-term play, and it's great because now you'll have, you've got Halo Infinite, which we, the four of us, think is is going to be really aligned with, with the next Xbox. You've got uh, Gears of War 5, which is not that is going to be a 2019 yep, Xbox right. One game but you can bet your bottom dollar there'll be some serious scarlet enhancements for that yep. <laughs> when the time comes I don't doubt uh you've got uh there then there are also coalitions also involved with Gears Tactics which apparently is a PC exclusive game it is. which is which interesting. is interesting yeah interesting. so not applicable to the Xbox business but definitely relevant to the the IP uh, and then you've got Turn 10, who uh, next year should be Forza Motorsport 8. Mm-hmm. So uh, that that's, you know, not next gen, but uh, that whole, we know how that plan goes. And then, yeah, State of Decay 3, presumably, down the way on the next Xbox. Whatever's after We Happy Few is is a next console play. Theory, though. Ninja Same Theory. as Ninja Theory. Technically, we don't know what they've been working on aside from recently porting uh, Hellblade to Xbox. Right. So they could have something already like well in development. I, but given their size, let's say yeah. yeah, their size. Like maybe they're still just focused on getting that done. And yeah, I would and move on. It's already that. done though. Yeah, well, now that they're done, they're probably looking into development for other things. But yeah, I, yeah, I imagine they have ideas of what yeah. they want next. I mean, any oh, sure. any of these meetings is like, so what do you want to make? You know, um, so I imagine they have ideas, but. Now they have the money, you know, yeah. and their their tech looks great. Like, yeah. oh yeah, Hellblade is astonishing. Yeah. How and much was uh, State of Decay Two? It was forty dollars, wasn't it? It wasn't a full. 60. Oh god, now you put me on the spot. I think it was. I don't 40. think it was a full sixty dollar game. So it might have been. It might have been thirty. Which game? The sorry? one thing. Uh, State, State of Decay Two. Oh, it was thirty bucks. Thirty bucks. Okay, so that's the one thing I'm questioning. Is the ultimate was fifty. A, yeah. a compulsion okay. and Ninja Theory, and Undead Labs going to be making like shorter experiences that are cheaper. And then we'll have Playground and the Initiative making like what we would consider like AAA blockbusters. Like maybe they'll be making like smaller quadruple A, sorry. No, it's fine. Um, I mean, I, like I, smaller, yeah. more contained, cheaper things, but more regularly. Yeah. I think you're on to something there. Yeah. And, and which would make sense for, again, the scope of the entire portfolio. You have mm-hmm. all of those types of experiences. Yeah. You have the smaller scale stuff and uh, all the way up to the 
quad, quadruple A stuff from the initiative. <laughs> uh, and if you do have these smaller, faster, more agile, nimble studios, maybe one of those games is ready for launch when you know Scarlet or, or whatever the next gen. I imagine box. it will be, but yeah, I think we'll have at least yeah something from like maybe Ninja Theory's next thing is a you know similarly sized six ten hour game like Hellblade. Uh, you know, debuting as a launch title on Xbox Next. To, to entertain Next that, box. yeah, to entertain that for one more minute. So, yes, Phil, as we've been just, we keep talking about, but Phil Spencer did right towards the end of, of the briefing, right before the, uh, the cyberpunk reveal, Oof. which we'll also talk about. Uh, he said, next generation Xbox, we're, we're working on it, we're it's coming. deep into architecture, which, yeah, which leads me to believe... The fact that it, he said it is crazy. The fact that he said it's we crazy. We know, but wow, well, he said it. <laughs> after six, seven months after the release of the Xbox One, I know. he's yeah. already talking about the future it's of... even seven months? Seven months. It's like it's wow. November 7th, 2017. That's crazy. So yeah. the release of Xbox One X, and now, yes, yeah, seven months later, we're on, the, we're on to the next one. Yeah. So to me, that says... It's revealed next year. Revealed next year, release in fall 2020... We're not going to let Sony beat us to the punch. They can't. Yeah. Like, you know, it might be super close, like, you know, same fall 2020 season. We don't know yet. Right. But that and I and I think it's smart. I don't think I think it's if they're serious about getting their market share back the next round, which these studio acquisitions clearly indicate, yep. they cannot let PS5 ship before the next Xbox. It yeah. can't happen. I totally agree. They'd be they'd be a, they'd get dug into a hole again. Again. I think it be, always depends on the the price. The price and also what the launch price titles matter. are. Yeah. Like that's yeah. a huge that's, thing. It's like if you don't have the games to get day one, then but why look, would you get look, day look one? what the look what the jump uh, and I'm not saying there's no I, I doubt it'll be a year, but maybe but the three sixty beat PS three to market by a year. Mm-hmm. Right. And they had Great games, both at launch and throughout the Dead rest Rising, of that first Bioshock, year. Mass Dead Rising, Bioshock, like, Massive, Oblivion, Ooh. Ghost Recon, Advanced Warfighter, uh, Condemned, all this stuff. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think even the, Gun was 360 exclusive. Well, by it was a PS2 and an original Xbox game, and they they did a, a port up. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, it was it was very much a, a previous gen game. Um, good port. It was it's a good good port of a good game, but. Yeah, I mean, look what look what launching first on the 360 did. Uh, yeah. Not saying that that's exactly how it's going to go. But again, the, the 360 was cheaper than the launch PS3 as well. Yes, right. and that's sure and, and, that. and it's, the, it's both. Vice versa. Of course, right. But yeah. I think that price is a huge thing. It is. I mean, look because the, the, the one launched a alongside a, a week apart from yeah. the PS4, but at a hundred dollars more, and that yeah. was a big part of the reason that uh, the Xbox got off on such a, a wrong foot. Mm. This round. So if you come competitively priced and you can either beat or meet <clears throat> PS5 to market, I mean, you're, you're, that's you're probably in a good plan, situation. But they probably both have that plan. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we'll see. But if – and that's where the software that you're talking about, Miranda, comes in because, mm-hmm. again, let's just play the hypothetical. Scarlet launches fall 2020 with Halo Infinite, Forza Horizon 5, set in Japan. Yes, let's do it. <laughs> Japan. Um, it's like the last super cool place on earth left to go. Well, like Egypt. And it, okay, I, all right, that's fine. So we I, I'm, that. I, look, we're Indian on the same team yeah. here. <laughs> Japan is awesome. Like, <laughs> let's live that dream together. But like, yes. you know, there are also all the cool places. Anyway, Greece. Uh, I'm gonna Fable launch title. Yeah. Um, Rise two. I'm oh, Fable. Future <laughs> frenzy. I really like Rise. Yeah, maybe you know, maybe <laughs> Fable gets announced next year. It launches on Xbox 2020. 
Next box. I like that. Can we call it that? I don't like Next it. Box. Well, no, Miranda, well, we, no. I think it's stuck already for me anyway. What well, do they call it? We've been using that every every. I know. We used that last time too before it became the Xbox. Every five one. years we Jeez. recycle this terrible term. Uh, uh, it's codenamed Scarlet, apparently. So yeah, yeah. But that I mean that could like you could have a launch lineup that includes the Fable reboot, Halo Infinite, Forza Motorsport, Forza Horizon Five. Make me want to cry, Ryan. <laughs> but that's Phil's goal. Oh, oh. That's what, such a chaotic launch. Why do you want me to cry, so Phil? Good. But think about that, and maybe not if not, and if not like day one, but mm-hmm. like launch window. Yeah, that's yeah. six months again. What, what, what? You have to put the best first foot forward here, mm-hmm. especially if you're going to go first to market. You have to yeah. give people a reason to upgrade. Yeah, what better reason? Halo being a launch title makes perfect sense to me. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's incredible to see they're playing for next gen right now, and all the pieces are there. We're building another box. It's going to be great. <laughs> We're going to have all this software. Yeah. We've got all these studios to support yep. it, mm-hmm. which is, you know, admittedly something that they've struggled with this mm-hmm. generation. So, um, I think this E3 for being such an amazing conference also was sort of like the flag in the ground, where it's like, right? It's like we're taking a stand. Yeah. Next generation is going to be ours. Yeah, yeah, and we've got games to back that. We got games. We're not talking about. That we're going to come correct. <laughs> well, I do want to move now to the Gears of War franchise. Uh-huh. Talk to Alana here for a minute. Uh, Uncle Bob's. Because I, I would have expected... <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Don't say that. That was, like, that was a little painful. They didn't do it on purpose. Yeah. I won't say maybe who I not, spoke to, maybe that's but the they w- didn't or- do it on purpose. They were like, we didn't anticipate that people would be that excited for Gears 5 that when that happened, everyone would be mad. And I was like, are you serious? They were like, yeah, we just like, no. we really didn't think about it. I was worried at first that that was all they were going to show. I was just like, yeah, get... Oh. Okay. So was I. I was like, no, what are you doing? And like, I, I don't know. There's definitely a market for that. People are probably excited. I yeah. am not a fan of the Funko. I 100% but... thought they were like teasing merch. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, uh, these exist. Crazy. But then, music. But then the really right exciting things came out right after. It gave yeah. us enough time to get off the stage and like watch the reveal mm. as it happened too because we were on the panel for it. They said that they like watched a bunch <laughs> of YouTube reaction videos afterwards. So it, like they would see someone like be like, what the hell, man? And then be like, oh my God. Oh, yeah. <laughs> which is like exactly what we did in this. Yeah, pretty yeah. much like Gears Hatch was like, hmm. And then Gears Hatch was like, ah. That was like literally it was a very emotional like screaming and crying. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, given that Halo 5 came out in fall 2015 and, and Gears 4 came out in fall 2016, uh, if you'd have told me then that for, at E3 2018, you'd get way more of the next gears than you would of the next halo i'd have been like really what well, I'm that's weird by it now though because it means they're taking you know halo seriously yeah, yeah. And i think and that not- honestly just makes sense like the the direction for gears 5 was rather obvious even yeah. though not as obvious as i thought it was going to be i didn't think it'd start kate i thought they just keep keep with jd keep with the phoenix boys and roll forward um but it's hey, the most interesting character. Oh, for sure. She's, like she's, we can't like talk about it for anyone who hasn't played full, but she's fascinating. She's the best. She's so good. And the fact that they're moving it to her to like focus more more on her story is just so I mean, stupid. The end of like, I'm tripping over my words. Yeah. I'm so excited. Five yeah. it had to be her story and it would be yeah. weird to have it from anyone else. Well, that's the thing is like a lot of I feel like a lot of times you still have that happen in other games where it's like, hey, maybe the focus is on this person, but you're not playing that person. You're you're that helping them along. I mean, I guess Bioshock Infinite is exactly the last yeah. Of yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's like it's, so it's just, yeah, it's a good point. Yeah, which is also doing the same thing as Gears in a way of mm. like moving off from the person yes. who was leading the story before and transferring it to the person who I think 
matters a little bit more in exploring them and giving you that chance to. It gives you like kind of a more emotional attachment to the thing when if we're seeing Kate go through the family stuff. Yes. And it's it's more interesting if we actually see it from her perspective. And yeah, for sure. And I think it was a smart transition too. Like I, I really liked JD and I think exploring his side of the story first made a lot of sense. It's like an easier transition from uh, three to four, but now four to five, I think because we know this team, we know this new crew, we know the old crew, we know what they're doing. Um, giving it over to Kate makes a lot of sense. I'd like to note too. Uh, I, if you, if you go, if you go back and look at the old shows, I was very not super thrilled about the gears Four reveal. Hmm. If you guys remember that, that like just <laughs> the farm, <laughs> the, the, it was just like the dark and stormy night thing. And, yeah. uh, and I was like, ah, where's the, I don't, where's this going? I don't know. Game turned out great, but mm-hmm. boy, I, that is, it's totally different with the gears five reel. I could not be now more excited. We yeah. got, we got a lot more gears five and that nightmare trailer E3. as well, which was released just yeah. afterwards. Like you, you, got, got, you, got, you got your mad world trailer. After <laughs> all. I, I did. Yeah. You but my, yeah, I mean, I, I agree. I love that. This is that this is her story. Uh, but I, I won't lie. I, I have such a, a fondness and attachment to, to to uh marcus i'm so glad he's still in the game like that they didn't just (laughs) totally phase him out i don't think they can like i I don't think they would though i mean i think it would be not necessarily unfair but i mean it just makes sense to have him around i don't mind if he goes back to being a tomato farmer that you occasionally go visit and get tomatoes from tomatoes tomatoes. You can bleep it. It's fine. <laughs> We're quoting the game. You know, it's, it's yeah. a quote. Yeah, John Olsen Terry. But um, <laughs> I think well, it, I in my in my Gears Four review, and I maintain this. Like you know, they very much not saying they did it intentionally because I think they came out about the same time. But there's the the parallels to Star Wars Episode Seven, yeah. The Force Awakens, were yeah. are easily drawn with <clears throat> with Gears from three, Gears Three to Gears Four of that sort of generational shift, and we know how what you know the old characters showed up in in yep. episode 7 of Star Wars and it was very much handed off and done. Yeah. Kill Marcus I, Phoenix, I'm going to riot. Exactly. You, That's you, what I'm saying. You bring in the new school, you anchor it with the old school, and, and then, then you, you slowly transition you, to the yeah, new but school. But you don't you cut the kill anchor. them. You don't yeah. have to don't kill them. They, so, they can that. just go be tomato farmers. Yes. So, That's what they're doing. I, very was just helping, he's just I was so off. panicked that part in 4 where he like gets taken, and I was like, yeah, I know. Oh, gosh, me too. I was like, please don't. I mean, Please don't do this to me. To go back to your comparison to Left 4 Dead 2, or Left 4 Dead Jeez, The Last of Us Part Two. Uh, <laughs> Very uh, different games. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's a, there's a, I think a, a, a phrase in there where he's like, "Your dad is really, you know, right. Old man. Your old man's riding us right. today, or something like that." Um, and so, seemingly, they're going to do the exact same thing. Like, I think that's a really important. Right. It's also too. really it's- interesting. Like, if you watch the full trailer and you look at the gameplay, it's just Kate and Dell for the most part. Mm-hmm. Like, there's not. Um, Marcus or JD or anyone with them. So I think that's I mean, they're all just, standing around. Yeah. Because it's obvious that JD does not want to go on this adventure. Whatever this is looks yeah. cool. I mean, ice, yeah, ice we're, looking at, we're looking at this like ice boat parasail thing here. From the, yeah. Like this looks incredible. First, the visuals in this yeah. are stunning. Damn. The, the, I mean, the, the, the character development just on display in this trailer, because, you know, the E3 stage presentation was a whole hell of a lot of cuts. <laughs> yeah. And I like that. I, I, I like you know I care about these characters. Ooh. I I'm I want them to a beefy. do interesting things and and change and grow and have stuff happen. But we saw a lot of, you know we've seen a lot of gameplay here too. I mean uh, this reveal was 
phenomenal. Yeah, I mean, I think it's I'm great. so excited for Gears Five in every like it's visually stunning. The, I'm I'm so excited about the characters and what's going to happen to them and where they're going. Uh, everything about yeah. Gears Five is uh, I'm very pumped up here. Evolution of the characters, evolution of the en- enemies, evolution of the environments. Yes. This, yeah, this trailer's so great because they show off, hey, here's everything you're going to do in the game. We got ice. We got jungles. We got rusty sand. You want interiors? We got interiors. How about hammers? Got those too. You know, like we got goopy turrets. Interpersonal conflicts. We got that. Yeah. yeah. And Marcus is still along for the ride. We got Thank messed up goodness. arms galore. Yeah. So, uh, oh, and so just what? Gears 5, that was an interesting part too. Yeah, it is being called Gears of War 5 officially. I think that, that this shorthand makes sense. Yes, and someone said, I think on Twitter, that they had revealed Gears of War 4 as Gears 4 as well. Yes. Okay. Oh. So, like, this is not a new thing, which yeah, I didn't even, quite remember. Someone, someone even posted that. the screenshot yeah. of the E3, whatever year that was. So, yeah, no worries there. But, time man, the, the coalition, Rod Ferguson and, and the team there, just home run i mean well done. home run just nailing it i mean i could not be more excited so excited uh and then yeah gears tactics uh strategy yep. spinoff Looks for really pc cool. and the um, gears pop mobile game we'll see what that's cool. all about I'm real jazz about tactics give me yeah. a little xcom with I'm, yeah, my, yeah. My i'm so gears. glad yeah building a good pc right now it's like ah oh, perfect timing yeah <laughs> and the fact that they're going to release it only on pc i think uh, it might be a bummer. I mean, maybe it'll come out on, on Xbox, right? Maybe. Um, it might be a bummer for some people, but it's super smart because Microsoft is not a single platform uh, first party anymore, right? right? They are the Xbox and they are PC. Yeah. So they need to support both ecosystems. And whenever anyone talks about the Microsoft store, there is a, a healthy dose of, you know, scoff and grumble. I think it's fine. Every I think time it's I'm fine like, too. It's to- I've never had a problem. It's fine. I don't know, man. I think it's fine too. It but, has problems. But Steam, I mean, Steam has yeah. the market share and you got to start pulling it off if you want to be serious well, about having a distribution platform on a platform that is already dominated by one distribution platform. Uh, I do think it's interesting that Gears Tactics is a PC exclusive, but we haven't gotten an Xbox exclusive in a pretty long time. I think that's an interesting move. What do you mean? In that we haven't gotten a game that is oh. just on Xbox and not on PC, but yeah. this one is just on PC and not fair on point. Xbox. It's odd. Yeah, fair point. Uh, okay. Um, let's talk real quick about, actually, let me go first to just some of the other announcements. Just want to talk about those. Uh, I thought Battletoads kind of like slipped through the cracks almost. I actually forgot until I, <laughs> I mean, saw that's the right. that it's, <laughs> yeah. it's a okay. rare joint. Uh, it, in, in, co- in, uh, collaboration with an external studio who, dang, I should have written it. I don't, yeah, I have I, it somewhere. I saw the logo too. Cause I, I talked to, well, I talked to, who did I speak with about it? Oh, Matt, it was, that was part of the Matt Booty conversation. Um, he told me the name of the studio, but it was it was a studio that like a small studio that approached Rare and said, "Hey, we have an idea for this." And they so yeah, Rare's not doing the heavy lifting here. Yeah, but they'll they're involved. Maybe directions. Oh, I didn't realize they were involved. That's cool. Yeah, yeah it's a two point five D game. Yeah. I think their logo's on the bottom left. Um, Never played Battletoads. Yeah, we'll see. So just know that. So correct me if I'm wrong. That is the same logo that Phil was wearing. What was that? Two years uh, ago? I think so. Because t-shirt? someone called. I was like, "Finally, right. they made the announcement." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Which so means we'll see. this has been in development for a while. We'll see what comes of this, or at least Mind thought about it. it yeah, it's uh, and, and I love like I, this. I, I think it's a cool trailer. I love the irreverence. It is. It is really cool. Oh, it does look ah, like right. D la la looked like their studio. La la di la la di la. Oh, maybe. I'm not sure. The la la. Maybe. Hey, hey there, Delala. Sure. Could be any <laughs> combination Lala. of those. Um, sure. Anyhow. Um, so, yeah. Battletoads coming back. That uh, I guess we'll probably see gameplay of that. Maybe 
Gamescom? If not, I'm sure just at some point, obviously in probably early ish twenty nineteen, we'll what? we'll get a look at that game. Yeah, Battletoads. Um yeah, probably. And then uh I could see a reveal at Gamescom actually. That's kind of a it's not big enough to with what they brought to E three, it's definitely not big enough to take yeah. a, take up the stage. Yep. Yeah. But I could definitely I mean, yeah, Gamescom would make perfect sense. Yeah. And then uh, Crackdown 3, you know, we were we talked a lot about it ahead of the show. It was delayed officially ahead of the show. Release date February 22nd. Along with every other video game that's ever been made. Along with everything yeah. else. Busy day. Yeah. Days Gone, so, Anthem, Crackdown 3. Yes. So, Metro. big day. Metro's 22nd as well. Yeah. Yeah. What are you doing? <laughs> uh, Any other day is fine. We, so, we got a very Terry Crews-centric trailer mm-hmm. for Crackdown great. 3. Um, I, I'm just still, I guess... You know, with with everything that's gone on with Crackdown Three, the trailer neither bummed me out nor excited me. It's just kind of like I just need to see this game and see. I think it was one of the best in that, like the gameplay looked like a lot of fun, but the graphics still don't impress me a whole lot. But I I thought, like, this is the trailer that I was like, yeah, this looks super fun to play. Yeah. See, I uh, I remember our episode before E three, and I was saying like I need to be wowed by that game again. I need that big uh, skyscraper trailer or its equivalent. And yeah. I, the fact that I can't really remember the the trailer they released outside of Terry Crews screaming, which I'm yeah. always down for. Um, always good. It just felt like awesome. I can't I can't remember that, so it clearly didn't impress upon me. The right there, as, Crackdown three, except for a few moments, it kind of just felt like the other trailers, in the same mm. tone, same look of it. Feels like it's yeah. going to go a little more slapstick this time around, you know. It's hard with delays to yeah. keep up that marketing interest when they no haven't doubt. prepared it into yeah. their marketing plans. So yeah, it's tough, but I, I ultimately feel the same way. I think we kind of all do. Yeah, so we'll see. And that's another one where I would expect at Gamescom we will actually see right. new gameplay and see what's doing. Instead Destin of, did play uh, it at Gamescom. I don't know if you knew that. <laughs> yeah. In like uh, in like 2002. Yeah. Yeah. Like way back. 2002. Yeah. yeah. Way back. Can't confirm. <laughs> um. I played Ori and the Will of the Wisps. I also played Ori and the Will of the Wisps. so good. Oh, my goodness. So I like platformers. Uh, I'm I'm not bad at them. I'm not great at them. But this was the first platformer in a long time where I'm like, man, I wonder if I could speed run this thing. I wonder how fast I can get through this. Mm. Uh, I immediately went home and bought two two games again. I bought Ori the Game of Year Edition, and I bought the Witcher 3 Game of the Year Edition after seeing Cyberpunk. So many people bought the Witcher 3. I love that. My girlfriend and I started playing it together, and she is so good at it. The Witcher? Yeah. She's in love with it. Um, But anyway, I went back and started playing Ori 1 again, and it is so good. It's so good. And Ori 2 is better than Ori 1 from what I played. Just the slight. I mean, yeah, it's... uh, They've they've the variety. Yeah, they've opened up the the basically there's a skill system, so you can kind of you can choose different weapons, different skills. Yeah. You can kind of customize your play style more in Will of the Wisps, and it has the same stunning art direction. So there's an upside yeah. down minecart, <laughs> except uh, it's in 4K now. Yeah. I, I played it on a I think it might have been a 60 inch 4K display. Was it the ones at the showcase? It was a behind closed door. Okay, so I just played on the little ones, and so you got the full treat. Yeah, it, I mean, it was just like, just unbelievably gorgeous to look at. Um, oh. And they've, uh, as you can see, if you're watching the, the video form, they've they've really done a lot more sort of subtle little animations yeah. on the environment now. So like when you hop on a branch, it like sort of shakes Sways a little it. bit, and, and like little stuff like that. That when they pointed it out, 
was like, oh yeah, wow, that looks awesome. So and yeah, well, there's so much dimension to this. You can just like watch in the trailer to all the layers moving. Yeah, yeah. And Ori two is going to be. I'm very confident that it's going to be fantastic. Uh, I was surprised that this is a 2019 game. I mm-hmm. thought this would be their fall sometime yeah. later this year. This year yeah, yeah. But guess That's what? Okay. It's okay. fine. There <laughs> are plenty of video games to play. In the meantime, take your time. Make yeah. it. That's if it came out right now, I'd be like, all right, okay. But any other time this year, I'd be like, no, 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 no. It's like, could you not? Maybe. <laughs> Push that back. Uh, and then. <laughs> we think that's spring? What do you think? Spring, I don't know. I hope summer? it's not February. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, who played Tunic? Oh, that I would... did not. You I came watched. and told me about it after you watched. played it. Okay. Though. Please. No, please I didn't. No. no, I'm just joking. Yeah, I played. No, I, I want to hear because this, yeah, this was, to me, this was the standout of the ID at Xbox titles mm-hmm. that yes. they showed this year. Yeah. But and it looks so cute. It really does feel that way. I mean, it feels like it's such a gorgeous art style and you play a cute little fox and who's dressed as link clearly dressed as yeah somewhat link and what's great is like it's got i mean it's got combat it's got sort of dark souls ish level design i want to say where you have a lot of like difficult areas and then at the end of it you find a staircase that leads back so you never have to do it again you know Mm. um but it is very much Link or uh, Zelda-ish where you find your weapons and you can map your weapons to any of the face buttons you want. Just breaking pots with those stick. And you break it's like, pots. all right, Link. It's, it's an RPG. You got to be able to break pots. Uh, what really struck me about this game, though, is there's such an air of, like, discovery and mystery to it. Even though it's, it's you know, effectively – the world is big, but it's effectively, like, you what you see is what you get. But I don't know if you see on the right – if you're watching the video, on the right side of the screen, there's a treasure chest just behind the bridge there. And you can change the view of the camera by Uh-oh. locking onto an enemy. And so it changes the the isometric angle and you could spot that chest and know mm. to go back there later. That's cool. And there's like bushes that I, I hacked through and, and, you know, walked behind a tree where you're not supposed to be able to see and found chests as well. Um, combat just feels really good. Uh, exploration feels really cool. It's gorgeous. And it's got this weird sort of, uh, this weird sort of character to it where you find postcards and, and, uh, items in languages you can't speak or understand. I'd like to also add uh, the music's amazing. The music is really good. The sound design is really good. Um, I can't oh, – I feel really bad. I think it was Kevin was his name, but he's from um, he's from a studio that's done a sound work on a lot of games, including Darkest Dungeon. Mm. Um, so like just really top-notch stuff there. It makes me think of a combination between like Hypo Light Drifter and Zelda. Yeah, a yeah, little there's, bit. There's a lot of very obvious imp- inspiration yeah. in the game. We've Which I, this, I don't think is a bad thing at all. Right. It looks really we, cool. We've seen Tunic a ton of times too. So it's just – so this uh the video portion that you know if you're watching the video right now this is the demo that we all played if, yes. you, if you played it um but i actually talked to the guy who who's working on it it's uh a solo a solo effort uh outside of you know outsourcing a little bit of that music he's been working on it for three years um wait he's doing it by himself yeah it's mostly so he he worked in like contract work for games making sort of hidden object stuff Whoa. and just kind of fell out of love with it and he's like well if it's now or never and so he quit his job and just started making a game oh um, Good job, dude. Which is impressive. Feeling it. Uh, but it does have like Metrovania aspects to it where if you have a stick, you can't really cut down bushes. So you will be able to uncover more cool little areas. Um, and then the stuff I saw behind closed doors was late game stuff. And Ooh. I saw inside a cathedral and there's just really gorgeous light streaming through. There are tables that come alive when you come near them and they're are they friends are they pets i don't know like it's up for you it's up to you to to discover sort of those relationship aspects and then of course the combat gets harder right so you have like lassos and a stun and firecrackers and later on in the game enemies become more difficult and you really do have to use all this stuff together 
Uh, it's really cool. In order to progress. Oh, yeah. This is this is the one I think to get on your radar and keep it on your yeah, radar. Yeah, definitely. And we have a preview up if you want to go check it out. I basically just wrote the, what I said right now. So <laughs> you please go read it just anyway. A version of that. <laughs> go read go read it anyway because that's how we pay our bills here. But yeah. um, <laughs> it's it's cool, and I'm really jazzed on it and. Uh, I can't wait to actually get my hands on it again. Me too. Uh, and I guess we're already running very long on time, so I I don't want to uh, move on without mentioning Anthem. Yeah. Oh boy. We had oh a, my a session to play that. Um, it feels great. Did you guys like it? Do you like being Iron Man? Yes, oh, I yeah. do. I'm really yeah. excited to see more of the game because what we've yeah. seen or what we played is just stuff we've seen already right. and uh, watched like gameplay demos of, and so. It's kind of hard to have context for that world and like how immersive it'll be and how. I agree. I have concerns it's going to be shallow. And that's like, I'm worried about it. It's like, it kind of felt like, hey, there's some open ended world events that you can do, but like all the areas we went to weren't very populated except for like the few enemies that we found. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm sure there's more to it. This is probably all they just want to show at this point. Um, but it did feel very good to play. Yeah. So if there's a lot of cool things to do, then it's potentially going to be really awesome. You really do feel like Iron Man. Like, seriously. 100%. Flying through the air and then going underwater, but then coming back up and having that just feel so seamless mm-hmm. is so good. And you cool your jets when you do that, so you yeah. can fly for longer. Yeah, um, be great. I, I'm really excited about it. Like I think I when we went up to Edmonton a couple weeks ago, I think I played what you guys played as well. It was just the, the sort of walkthrough demo, um, but they let us fly around and do our own thing for a while. Uh, and what really just impressed upon me uh, about Anthem was the sort of spiraling. Uh, vastness of the world it was just like you go through an archway and look up and there's a plateau and then a mountain above it and a forest over there and then you see a river down there but there's some weird uh object in the water and if you dive down into that you find a cave system and then there are caves under that cave system i'm curious what there is to prevent players from getting super lost because of that stuff yeah i I think the world is really really interesting the idea that it was built by these gods who then abandoned it is like yeah Yeah. i find that that (laughs) is all the law i'm very that's what yeah i'm very excited for when they were on stage at ea play they kind of kept emphasizing how story and like that narrative is going to be a very big part of it and that they've developed the world so that they can keep adding on to the story even after like this first launch is done yeah um they have more they want to add to it to keep the world alive and that i think that really is the the key you know you got a lot of um destiny fans that maybe feel burned by this like there's such amazing core mechanics to destiny but they wanted more story, more ongoing, right. and, more, and it's so, you know, this is Bioware that mm-hmm. has been their strength in the past. I think that's where people are, they're, they're just a little hesitant, like, yeah. I want to love this, but is it, am I going to get burned again? Right. It's like also, it's, sorry, just sorry, that emphasis on the story because it is Bioware. They're like, hey, that's, that's such a big, strong suit. And like, they don't want to lose that with yeah. Anthem because it is a multiplayer game. Mm-hmm. That's, that's what I think most people are concerned about is that it yeah. seems like a departure from Bioware's legacy, ultimately. Um, and I have those concerns as well, and I ask them about it, and they just keep being like, no, just stay tuned. We assure yeah. you the story I mean, comes look, up, but we know there's no romancing or anything like that. We know there's another Dragon Age in the works. Like, it's okay yes. for studios to do other things. Also, yes, it is cool for them to try new things and it's experiment. It's just the EA influence that scares me. Like, how much of it is Bioware's call and how much of it is EA's call? Yeah. Uh, apparently, a lot. it's mostly Bioware. Really? From what I understand, yeah. I mean, and sure, I'm not saying that they're never going to sell DLC for that game, but... 
They said right off the bat, like, we are going to sell stuff. It's going to be cosmetic. If we sell it, you can also earn it in the game, and you're going to see what you're getting. So no boxes where it's like, mm-hmm. maybe, no you'll, get, maybe you'll get the rare armor paint, or maybe you'll get the cool gun thing. It's right. like, you're going to see what you're going to buy, and if you don't want to spend real money on it, you just grind out in the game, and you can earn mm-hmm. it that way too. Yeah, I'm just curious because I spoke to a few people at E3 who work for EA who are currently unhappy working on games. I'm not going to say like which studios broadly at EA because they feel like there is a lot of pressure to monetize. Yeah. It's like, it's kind of like hurting creatives. And I wonder if the Bioware team feels that way. Well, like you said about Halo, right? Like that is the model of the business yeah. that, that this business is going. So yeah, there's got to be some monetization. And I, right. I know for a fact that Anthem is not going to charge for, I mean, uh, Mark Dara, the executive producer on it just has been doing a huge AMA on it, which we just put up. <laughs> also, like, he's great. He's, he's awesome. awesome. Yeah. And he's super like, uh, uh, candid and blunt and it's, it's nice. Excited. It's nice to see. Yeah. But, uh, we just put up an article with like all the tidbits of information. I don't know what camera on that one, uh, <laughs> all the tidbits of information that he's been doing on his AMA. So it's all in one place. If you want to go check that out now, but he said like, they don't want to fracture the player base by putting story content mm-hmm. or uh, new areas behind paywalls. So, that's not to say like, hey, they're going to introduce a fifth javelin suit at some point down the line and it's going to cost five bucks or something. That could happen. We don't know. Game development happens. but um, Game development happens. Game development it's happens. True. It does. Um, Got to make that money. <laughs> but at the same, at well, the same time, they're very conscious of it. Yeah, yeah. and I think that's, that's a big thing is when these loot box systems get implemented, it's obviously not the developer's probably choice to do that. Exactly. And like, that's, that's the, the thing. thing. It's like don't maybe take it down the studio because it's probably not their – choice probably not what they want to do yeah yeah so why would anybody really want to do that it definitely seems like ea has learned from the battlefront 2 mistakes they tried to convey that very much so no loot boxes no loot boxes no loot boxes super cut of no no (laughs) paying for power you know i think it's i think it's fair to be um a little a little cautious with your enthusiasm for Anthem. Also, of course, it feels of, really fun to play. Yeah, yeah. but it, it's they're, the the foundation's definitely there. Hopefully they flesh the whole thing out. Yeah. We'll, uh, we'll a lot keep of questions, it. but it, like, I liked playing it more than I even thought that I would. Yeah. Like When I had the, those controls, it was like, I could just fly around in this thing for yes. 15 minutes. Uh, I, know, I know we're running short on time, but the one, I, the one thing I do want to say that, yeah. I, that has me hopeful for this is like, Destiny's been a thing for many years now, and you know when you're making a game like this, it's hard not to draw comparisons between those two series. Bioware's got to be aware of that, and to their credit, they are doing dedicated – everything you do in Anthem is on a dedicated server outside of your personal Fort Tarsus hub, right? Mm-hmm. So they have the ability – you know, at 6 a.m. on my game, it's going to be 6 a.m. on your game. When a storm blows in over the mountains, cool. a storm is going to blow in. The exact same storm is going to blow in over the mountains on your game as well. That's really they cool. have the power to hit a button and drop a massive, giant, world-eating bug anywhere in the world. So Funny that Forza Horizon is doing a similar thing. With seasons? <laughs> yeah. So, I mean... With- world-eating bugs? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, confirmed. Yeah. 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 Of- the only way you can kill it is with a McLaren. <laughs> so, uh, we- between we, you know, events, periodic events, and being able to change everything on the fly, like, I... That's what I think the biggest difference is, I'm and hopeful. that's what I asked them about, and they were like, well, it's not Destiny, because you're not the javelins. You're not tied to a class. You can yeah. change whenever you want to. Yeah, yeah. I do think that's really cool. Yeah. And their person... Uh, I want to play that storm class. Person- I can't say... I can't use words anymore. They're pers- you can personalize them. <laughs> Yay! Uh, personalizable. Um, personalizable. And yeah, judging Sorry. from judging from our our traffic, our website traffic at E3, a lot of you are very interested. Number one game so, for IGN. Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll be keeping a very very close eye on that as time goes on. And then, uh, gosh, the Elder Scrolls Six announcement. Todd Resident Howard Evil saying, Two feels really good. Fine, we're we're making it. Yes, RE Two. I played that as well. So oh, Cyberpunk. Great. Also, uh, Cyberpunk. Seeing that demo. Incredible. Yeah. 
Uh, it it's if you're if you're freaking out about the first person thing, just think it's it's not The Witcher. It's much more like day like a next generation Deus Ex, yeah. which will hopefully make you feel better. And it's fantastic. Uh, it looked fantastic. Yeah, Todd Howard again. Uh, Starfield. Just a quick tease there. It's uh, funny. Todd Howard was sitting behind me in my Cyberpunk demo. Oh, cool. <laughs> yeah. uh, I kept like trying to peek over to see what he thought, but I couldn't. Control see the new game from Remedy looks cool. Uh, oh, yeah, that yeah, definitely some Super some sort that. of family resemblance to Quantum Break mm-hmm. in a good way and yeah. Inside, I think. You you got a little vibe. Well, because there's so many like the shots of like people just hanging on ceilings, but not suspended by anything. I think it looks really cool. No, it looked great. I spent some. I actually got to spend some decent time. I I went. I saw the demo of Control, which Sam Lake wasn't at. Then actually touched base with him. I managed to come. I went back and just met, just talked to him one on one for about twenty minutes, which was great. And then I interviewed him with Max Scoville on uh, on our live show. Uh, So I I got to spend uh, some decent time talking to him about about the game. And yeah. Again, this is a studio, folks, that has never, never made a bad game. Uh, Except Alan Wake. Quantum, don't, (laughs) how dare you? I will throw you off the show. Uh, I like the original better than American Nightmare. I'll give you that. But. Quantum Break was arguably their least great game. I still like, really like, liked that game. Like, that's what I just that said. It was. Yeah, it's, it's really like, great. It's, but you also got a TV show in there too, so you know. Which I also liked. I liked the TV yeah, bit. Me too. Uh, so yeah, this is a, this is a studio with uh, with this, a heck of a pedigree, and I cannot wait to see more of this game. This just looks like my brand of. Yeah, crazy. you like single player games. Here's here's one that's probably oh, going to be so, really it's good. It's just a big my like it. <laughs> I love like weird abstract stuff like this. Yeah, yeah. that it looks great. Uh, Doom Eternal, just a teaser, but it made me so so happy inside. Doom Two, Hell on Earth, Hell on yes. Earth. Uh, and then uh, the the last game I wanted to mention for me, uh, I got a demo of Just Cause Four. Yeah, couldn't play it, but uh, I, and I'm like. I'm totally just neutral on Just Cause. Like right. I, it's a it's a neat series. I haven't spent a ton of time with it. Uh, it ran like like balls on the consoles when, yeah. it, when yeah. it came out last time. It was like only Those playable on a times. PC. And but I'll tell you, they they actually threw out their game engine. Did they really? They threw it out and they wrote an entirely new one called uh, Apex. I think they're calling. Wait, it. Wait, they wrote a new game engine and made Just Cause Four. In two yes. years? Didn't Just Cause 3 come out? Just Cause 3 did come out in December of 14, 15. Yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah. What? That's crazy. Um, no, the, and, and this new engine, it, I, I kid you not, this was the subject of my preview. I, this is not, not, no exaggeration, this is the most impressive physics I've ever seen in a no. video game. Oh, wow. Because it, everything is completely, di- like, you know, interactable, destructible. You can, you know, attach... Grappling, you stuff. grapple everything and attach little explosive oh, Metal Gear cool. style balloons to everything and float somebody up and then use them as a grapple point and then blow up, blow them up. I thought he was wearing a party uh, hat for a second. Yeah, so did yeah. I. You know, the, of like, course, I can the, get a body hat like Fallout. The wingsuit and the and the parachute and then the the coup de gras. They have uh, huge weather events like a tornado that actually like sucks in. Oh my! Debris, God, of course they do. Uh, sucks in cars. Even it went near in my demo. It, it, the tornado goes near. Uh, uh, nope. Yeah, and there it is. The plane nope. mm. it actually sucked in a jetliner, a seven thirty seven passenger. Can you pop your parachute near it and just like ride that baby all the way up? Uh, yes. Stuff of nightmares, <laughs> yeah. man. So it's just wild, and it's just the oh, there you go. The physics no. were so impressive. Yeah, this, and this that they're doing December, so they're that's that's a it's a bold strategy, Cotton. Let's see if it pays off for yeah. them. But literally uh, two years from release to yeah. release with a new engine, just crazy. it is crazy. And and to switch to switch engines mid generation, mm-hmm. not from one generation to the next, but mid. Did it seem buggy at all? 
not in my demo. Oh. I mean, it was running. It was an. It was a. Well, I guess early-ish build. They were running it off of a high-end PC, so to be fair, I have no idea what it looks like on a console yet. Yeah. But I did ask them, like, "Hey, was one of the reasons you changed engines because the whole, you know, the issues you had on console last time?" And they acknowledged that, yeah, that was definitely uh, a, an issue they wanted to resolve. So, so. Uh, theoretically, this one's more efficient. Though. I hope so. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, I played Avalanche's other game, Rage Two. And you played it as well. I did. Yeah, I played Miranda played the their other, other game. Other game. <laughs> Well, I didn't play. I watched a hands-off okay. demo. Yeah, you, I know you were not super impressed with Generation Zero. Yeah, it's yeah. pretty. Yeah, it looks the pretty. The trailer is cool. Mm. The game itself was like, well, there's some robot dogs. And I think you and I were equally lukewarm. Uh, kind of lukewarm on Rage 2. So I found I, Rage 2 very fun. Full the, stop. I like the full stop. And Just I'm period. Rage 2, fun. Alana Pierce. <laughs> uh, the preview I wrote was like, hey, you're basically a super-powered soldier in this game you can push stuff and jump in the air and slam and i'm like that's cool i like all that i think you can kill things real well but i also feel like i've played this game before Uh, that was my take Mm, on it as well i don't know why they didn't show uh, obviously other than it's probably not ready but i don't know why they didn't show avalanche's pedigree for making car experiences mad max uh and then the open world like the coolest thing about rage 2 to me is just that super weird dystopian post-comet world yeah post meteor and all we actually got was a very fast-paced, silly shooter just in one building. Yeah, small slice of the game. Mm. Yeah. And so we'll see. The I, demo started with like an eight-minute section where you're learning to use your powers in a video. hanger. And yeah. No, no, no. It's oh, like, now press RB to yeah. push. And I'm like, all right, can we just... You could skip it. But yeah, there was a skip option. Oh, okay. There. Well, uh, then it's on me. Yeah, it is on you. <laughs> That's the thing, time. too, with these demos. It's just like, we only saw a small slice and like it'll expand. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm not writing off Rage 2 by any means, but I, I definitely did not come away from that demo more impressed yeah, I, I was either. I think I actually did. You did good. Um, I'm glad to hear that. In a way that was like, okay, this is more fun than I found the original Rage, and it's more like, like you say, superhero-y. Yeah, it's more silly and like ridiculous than I thought it would be. I dig that aspect of it, but like, I need to see more. I'm, yeah. I'm still at the same level. I'm yeah. still, still on board. <laughs> so that was E3. Oh, did I say Beyond uh, Good and Evil Two was the best trailer? Three games. It was. Really quite it was. Really. Yeah. Um, Jump Force, Shadow of the Tomb Raider, and Kingdom Hearts Three. That's all I wanted to say. Why don't we just give them three top then? Oh, three, three top. Three. Well, those, those are my three top, but I just want to like mention them. Mention. Also, yeah, I'm, I'm so jealous. We did not get the all-in-one Kingdom Hearts thing on Xbox. I know. <gasps> there's got to be a legal so reason sad. for that, right? Like, there's got to be. Well, it's got to be Jonathan a contractual did an thing. Interview with Nomura, and it sounds like it just wasn't a thing. Maybe that Microsoft wasn't interested in or had huh. not expressed a lot of interest. Like, there just Too wasn't bad. any work. Anything in the works, at least, to make that happen. So it so, still could, then. It could. Who knows? I I just wanted it, so I had yeah. it. Oh. <laughs> yeah. That's too bad. It's okay. All right. Anyway. Uh, yeah, we got to go. So it's Too much to talk about. Um, yeah, nothing came out this week, because why would you do that? That would be a bad idea. <laughs> uh, remind people, Alana, what uh, we can download via you can Game get- Gold. Assassin's Creed Chronicles Russia, June 1 to 30 on Xbox One. Smite Gold Bundle, which is actually pretty good value, June 16 to Ju- July 15 on Xbox One. Sonic and All-Stars are Racing Transform, June That's 1 over. to 15, you're right. And then Lego Indiana Jones 2, The New Adventures, June 16 to 30, Xbox One and Xbox 360. Excellent. A uh, real quick trivia question from Simon in Redditch, England. Talking Superman, because why not? Actually, he specifically was like, well... Maybe that maybe Rocksteady will announce that Superman Aww. game. Didn't get that. Uh, Interesting they didn't show up. I wonder if there'll be a Gamescom. Yeah, they just they did put up a little message that was like, "Hey, we're working really hard. Sorry, right. Warren at E3, but I'm um, just sort of trying to yeah, reassure also, people." Also, Square's Avengers game, or uh, not Square, Crystal's Avengers game. Yes. the Avengers Initiative, no, yes. Avengers Project. 
So Simon's question is about Superman. Which Superman game was an original Xbox exclusive? I confess I did not know the answer to this. I, so, I did not know. I, I think don't. I might. Taking shots in the dark. Uh, was it Superman, Shadow of Apocalypse, that is a- Superman, Man of Steel, Superman 64, or Superman Returns? We, Definitely we, Superman 64. That's a joke. I'm totally can we all just agree that's a terrible way to spell Apocalypse? <laughs> A-P-O-K-O-L-I-P-S. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm not a DC super fan. I don't know much about Superman, but I imagine that's a real character. I am going to say, I think it's Man of Steel just because the Brendan... No, you know what? I'm going to say Superman Returns. Okay. Because the Brendan Ruth movie was out like at the beginning of the 360 cycle, right? Mm-hmm. Whatever. I'm, it's shot in the dark here, All right. Ryan. You're going shot Superman in the dark. Returns. Uh, Miranda. I'm also going Superman Returns. Okay. I don't know much about Superman. Like I said, not a huge fan of Superman, so... Alana? But he's super. I think it's Man of Steel. And I say that just because I remember seeing an original Xbox cover art that was Superman Man of Steel. I have okay. no idea if it was an original Xbox exclusive, but I definitely know that game was on original Xbox. If it's All Apocalypse, right. I'm going to flip this table. <laughs> <laughs> well, you should flip the table anyway because you had it and then you moved off of it. Oh. It's Man of Steel. Oh, yeah. yeah, it was Man of Steel. Uh, Superman Returns was uh, – it was a – it came out right at the switchover from yeah. original Xbox to 360. It, so it was on both. The original mm-hmm. Xbox version, I remember playing it at, back at OXM. It was like appallingly bad. Like the textures, oh, no. the building textures were just like almost non-existent. It was it was extra bad. You want to know a secret? Oh, could, that could yeah. have been the I worked on that game. Yeah, that's <laughs> <laughs> I worked at EA and I worked on that game. Yeah. Oh. Um, so there you go. It's great. Everything about it was great. No, but it, but it, but it totally. I broke it. I broke the game because you had like gust power, and if you held it up too hard and then gusted a boss, you can gust him off the world, and then you just can't progress. But I think they fixed it. Uh, I might have just broken. Yeah. NDA, so Superman Returns sure. did come out for PS2 as well, and uh, so thank you, Simon, and good job. Well, I won that by lead. accident then. Well, you now have ten points to Brandon's six and Miranda's five. I'm cool being last place. So going to watch. <laughs> I'm so bad at trivia. If you have not a trivia, great at it either. I've been doing way better this year than I did last year. Rushing it so far. If you have an Xbox trivia Give question, I know. It's good. want to test these these guys, please send it in. Uh, I need the question for multiple choice answers and note the correct one in your email. Please send that to unlocked at IGN.com. As long as it's not about Superman. <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, my answer to that was because yeah. I knew that I'd seen it on Box Art, but Superman Returns had also been on Box Art. So I like... <laughs> I don't know how that happened. It's called a guess. <laughs> uh, we're out of here. I'm at DMC underscore Ryan on Twitter. Uh, you can check out my Tesla podcast called Ride the Lightning if uh, if that is of interest to you. Tons of E3 stuff. I just put up a, a Hitman preview the other day. There's If you want to catch up, uh, it's uh, IGN.com slash E3, right, is our is our uh, hub page. Where you can Sounds find like everything. a smart thing flash to do. Event. So, yeah. I'll, yeah. Plenty of that. Oh, Unfiltered will launch next week, by the way, if you're curious about the next episode there. Miranda? Uh, you can follow me at Havoc Grows, and that's Havoc with a K on Twitter and Instagram. I wrote a bunch of stuff over E3. I don't want to talk about it right now because I'm real tired. Uh, <laughs> check out my Twitter feed, I guess, because I have a lot of there. I preview Generation Zero, My Hero, One's Justice, and Shadow of the Tomb Raider. And uh, I have a cool slideshow of the Fallout 76 experience thing that Bethesda oh, had. That was booth. really cool. It's very neat. Yeah. Check out yeah. those photos. All right, Alana? I'm at Charalanazad. It's my name in the middle of Charizard. And uh, just yesterday I put up a feature that I've been working on for literally six months where I was interviewing different developers basically about like 
the current business decisions that are going into making games a service games and how Twitch and content creation is affecting those business decisions. And it's very interesting and turns out it's having a pretty big effect. So it's stuff on that. It's crazy. You see like Amazon made that game that it had streaming integration to it. So it's definitely a big part of it. Brandon, take um, us home. Hey, so I'm at Brandon Tyrell on Twitter. You can find and follow me there if you want to. Uh, like Miranda said, just so, so much E3 stuff up. Uh, I wrote the massive 2,500 word preview on Anthem that I published at 2 a.m. So excuse the typos if they're in there. <laughs> I uh, published two things at 1 a.m. Like, oh, I'm, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like halfway. I'm just, uh, <laughs> I previewed. You should be saying this in front of Ryan. They're all perfect, Ryan. Yeah. All we, of our previews immaculate. are perfect. There are no E3. errors at all. That's how it goes. <laughs> Uh, I previewed Tunic as well, and I also just did a big uh, aggregate of all those cool little Anthem details. I still don't know which camera we're on. I think it's that one. It is. It is. It's the one with the red light. Thanks. Also, I'm very tired after Ethan. We are all so very tired. We're all going to go sleep the sleep of death now, and uh, thanks for tuning in. All right. We'll see you guys next week. Did you just say we're going to die? Yep. Bye. <laughs> Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Martha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.